0: Good morning, Good millennials. millennials! Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday and happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish toasters. Hey Jax, how you doing?
2: I'm doing really well. I'm wearing Fendi skims today, so I'm feeling great and just so fabulous, which is a feeling I haven't had in a very long time. But you
0: are a fabulous girl, don't forget that.
2: They, no, somewhere deep inside of me, I know.
0: There's a fabulous girl begging to get out.
2: Yeah, but it's just not her time.
0: Well, I have to imagine you were inspired by your outfit, our guest today who joined us in studio. You guys are going to quake. First of all, I was quaking. It's Portia Williams, Real Houses of Atlanta. She's here talking about her new book, which is out today called The Pursuit of Portia. She wore the Fendi Skims complete bodysuit, which like very few people can pull off. She looked radiant like it was a sight to see yeah it was amazing
2: she looked amazing the interview is so good you guys are seriously vibing I'm so happy for you that you finally got to meet your hero
0: can I tell you how nervous I was like maybe not nervous um intimidated yeah she's like a force and she's really a lovely lovely person and I just loved talking to her and if you're watching on YouTube, there's a separate video. Me and Portia just like chatting, like a couple gals. And if you're listening to a podcast, just keep listening. We've got a great show for you guys today. Fast Five, Dear Toasters. And then we're going to cap off with the Portia interview. And I'm just excited for everyone to hear. Her book is really deep. Like it's not what you would think a typical housewife um, memoir. It's, she's been through a lot. Yeah. And I just love her. And she was so like gorgeous and stunning and kind in person. And it was great.
2: I'm excited for you guys to see it.
0: We haven't interviewed, like, people in studio in a while. I mean, we had Josh and Shannon from... And you had Carly and Erin. Carly and Erin. But they're, like, girly girls. Like, that's, like...
2: But, like, a hard-hitting interview. No, it has been a while, especially because of COVID. And Mm -hmm. now we're very choosy about who comes in. Right. So definitely, Portia is a great one.
0: Yeah. So, stay tuned for that. But other than that, we've got a great show for you guys. How was your day? How was your night? I mean, I was thinking about you the whole night. I can't lie.
2: I was obviously thinking about you girlies too uh, at Luke Holmes. And you know what? I actually was fine. I really thought I was going to be crying. I really, <laughs> I like, I planned and scheduled a good Accession. cry, just like a woe is me cry. Yeah. But no, I watched and I was enjoying and I watched every single slide. I was just like loving Luke and this moment for him at MSG. Like, what I would have given to be a part of that crowd and just just. just to like see a crowd of that magnitude after two years, like it would have warmed my heart so. But I was totally emotionally stable. Okay, good. And hopefully we'll go two for two tonight. You never know. No, I think that if there was going to be a night
0: where you would have had a breakdown, it would have been last night because last night was like girly girl night. You love a GNO. Yeah. Um. So I think you might be past like the point. I think I might
2: have like gotten through it. And I think because I hyped it up so much, right? it wound up being not as tragic as I thought it was going to be.
0: And... If anything, you should just be, like, so grateful right now that you don't have legs that feel like jello, a lower back that doesn't exist. But
2: I do, anyway. Yeah,
0: And a broken neck.
2: Yeah, no, all of those things just come with the territory. Damn. I mean,
0: I feel like I actually, like, ran a marathon. I'm exhausted. Like, not even hungover. I only had, like, three drinks. But... Physically unwell. Yeah. Because that's the type of music, like, when Luke comes out, even his, like, slow songs, you got to bang your
2: head. That's the sign of a good concert.
0: Can I tell you that I've been to a lot of concerts in my mm-hmm. life? And I've seen Luke perform a bunch of times. Small venues, big venues, because, you know, we've been fans since the beginning.
2: <laughs> Don't get her started.
0: But I never saw anything like what I saw last night. I, I, and I'm talking about that particular venue. I've seen the Jonas Brothers, Ariana Grande, John Mayer, all great concerts. Completely unparalleled. Wow. So he did the stage in the center and he moves around. he's a giver. Because he's a giver. And, and also
2: everyone to have the full experience of Luke.
0: It allows more people to... Have better seats. Have better seats. And also sell, sell yeah, more tickets. That's
2: like Kevin Hart. Right, exactly.
0: So that just makes it all the more impressive. He, first of all, for a country artist to sell at Madison Square Garden, like in New York, it's just not heard of. And for someone to do it twice, it's so... Unbelievable. And so
2: early in their career.
0: Yeah, so I think uh, like I was really shepping a lot of nachos like early on in the night because was there he, wasn't an empty seat in the house. Was
2: he like giving speeches throughout the night? Of I was, course. Like, usually, s- I don't even like when artists do that, let alone if someone were to put that on their story. But I was actually curious, like what is Luke saying to the crowd? Yeah, of
0: course. Like there was a part where we literally all cried. He was just talking about his parents, about how like, oh my God, I'm gonna cry when I say it. Like they missed out on so much, like working so hard so he could have like the best possible life. And he just never, in his wildest dreams, imagined that he would be here. Like, he used to live above a bar, and he worked at the bar, and he got to play at the bar. And for him, that was, like, the dream. The dream. And if it never got better than that, like, he would have been so happy doing that. And he just, like, can't believe how ever all of this happened so fast. And he was just very humble and very sweet. And he just kept saying, like, I can't believe I'm here. And in a million songs, whatever town he was talking about, he'd change it to New York City. And, like, people just went fucking wild. Oh, and then he also said, you're going to cry at this. Like. Sad. So he said like, you know, he grew up in North Carolina and he really didn't get to see a lot of places like travel-wise until he was an adult and he started like touring. But one of the places that he had been to um, was New York City. He got to sing at Carnegie Hall because his high school like band teacher who came to the show with her husband had brought him to New York three times and it was like such an impactful Trip for him, and he got to sing at Carnegie Hall, and it was just like amazing. And he brought the teacher to the concert, which was so unbelievably sweet. Like we were all just like crying.
2: Oh my god, that is so sweet. It was so sweet. sweet. So we did, and I actually also
0: hate when people talk between
2: songs. But I needed to know how Luke was feeling. There
0: are a few people who I'll allow it. Taylor can say whatever she wants. Adele was actually extremely funny when she did it at her show. She gave, like, a lot of speeches. It was, like, like, stand-up. Stand-up X, like, ballads. Um, And Luke, like, I wanted to know, like, how are you feeling? Yeah. And he was just so humble and so grateful. And it was so, like, we were all... And he also said something at the end that I thought was so interesting. He's like, you're not here to see me. I'm here to play for you. It was just, like, this whole thing about how, like, the fans have changed his life... He's, like, I'm just fucking obsessed with him, you know? And he looked amazing, you know, classic Luke, Columbia shirt, cowboy boots, red Red solo cup. cup. And he was, like, encouraging the crowd. He's like, I know it's a Monday, but, and by the way, to sell out Madison Square Garden on a Monday and Tuesday, it's just, it can't, it's unbelievable. And what I thought was so interesting was, like, first of all, I never heard a stadium so loud. Every person knew every single song. And usually there's, like, a couple songs that everyone knows, and they, like, chant... I would say it was just as loud for his least popular song as it was for his most popular song. Wow. Yeah. And oh my God, when beer
2: never broke my heart, I thought the place was going to- Did he play it twice? Or your videos, your guys' videos were just like- No, he played it once. People were adding them at different times. It was the last song. Okay. And it was like,
0: my back is killing me. Worth it. 100% worth it. So good. And I just felt very like proud and happy for him, you know? In addition to enjoying, he's such a- it was basically like sitting at my computer listening to iTunes, like- his voice is amazing. Yeah. And I got to see Ashley McBride. I have a lot of thoughts because you know I'm her number one fan, but um, I literally didn't know any songs that she sang. And like that made me really upset and Did that sad. that make you
2: realize you're not her number one fan? 100%. Okay. Because um, <laughs> that would be really sad. If but you it's worth are.
0: mentioning, Jackie. I never heard a voice like that in my life. Like it's, it made me, and the songs are so good. It made me like want to learn them, you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, it's too late. I don't know them. Um, So it wasn't like... You learn them today. Yeah. It wasn't like the life-changing experience I was looking for. But I was so happy to see my girl. And she did sing Martha Divine, which is personally like a song that will make me snap my neck. So good. So all in all, it was just like an amazing evening filled with so much talent. And you love to see country music in New York. Like we never get it. The one country station, 94.7, has been retired and now it's like an 80s station. So we get nothing. We get scraps. And we finally got a big entree last night. And we have to thank Luke Holmes for that.
2: So, so stunning.
0: It was really crazy to see, like, so many country, like, hats and...
2: Well, I was gonna say, like, when you were looking around MSG at, like, these New Yorkers country fans and you're like, who are you guys? Like, we should get together sometime.
0: No, I know. It wasn't... It was, like, a different demographic than I've seen at any concert, like,
2: at Did did they seem like city dwellers or they came from the boroughs? I think
0: it was a borough crowd, like, people coming in to support Luke because... You know, people in New York don't dress like that. Like, they don't have cowboy hats. You know? Yeah. And they don't have hand-painted jackets with American flags on them. Like, it was so cute. And that wrote Luke Holmes on the back in paint. It was so cute.
2: Got it. So the boroughs were coming out. In I mean, both I don't forests.
0: want to stereotype, but I I think it was a borough crowd.
2: Okay, that's. I wonder if he's playing like New Jersey, Connecticut. Yeah.
0: I mean, they chanted USA. Like, they don't do that in the city. That's a borough thing. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, it was just an incredible evening, and if you have the chance to see Luke Holmes on tour, like I. Highly, 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 highly suggested. And there's another show at MSG tonight, which I will be going to. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like, I feel like the way people feel after they work out, like, unwell.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for the recap. I'm so glad you guys had a great time. And I'm so we glad... really missed you. That I live to tell the tale. Yeah, no, we really missed you. I miss you guys. And everyone
0: was asking. It was Toaster Central.
2: Oh, I was going to say. Oh, yeah. And they I were feel like, like I could see toasters in your videos, like, 100%. in the crowd.
0: And everyone was like praying for Jackie there was like a communal actually Luke led a prayer at the beginning of the show (laughs) you know one of my really big fans Jackie can't be here tonight and he held held a moment of silence which I thought was really really kind of him that's so really beautiful so generous he he loves you you know
2: that's what helped me make it through yeah
0: the prayers worked
2: his (laughs) prayers were answered Okay, well, we're, you're doing it all again tonight. Very exciting. I can't believe it, so honestly. So we will get another recap tomorrow. I spent the evening editing the new episode of The Redheads, which is oh. so good and so funny. When is and it out? It drops on Thursday, and I like was so tempted to drop it sooner because I, I was just like, this is so hysterical. And
0: it's here, and it's ready. But
2: I'll wait till Thursday because, like, some people haven't finished reading the book yet, and I don't want to stress them out. Really. Yeah. I don't. So And can you remind me, is it ever too late?
0: To become a redhead
2: Never ever never hmm. is it too late Because you can that's pick up at any time The episodes are just waiting for you They're evergreen We don't really talk about super timely stuff It's just we're in the books So pick up You guys up are a bunch book. of bookworms We've done 26 or 27 episodes so far So that's 26, 27 books that you have That's crazy
0: from. Like you read so much And none of them are for the redheads So you've already read 27 books this year Yeah and it's like How do I know how many books I've read this year?
2: Oh do you do, you do a Goodreads challenge? Give me your phone
0: no, I I can tell you for sure I didn't do a good read challenge.
2: Well, you should have challenged yourself. On oh, I
0: ones. this doesn't sound right. No,
2: that's not whatever you're looking at is not. It right. says I've
0: done fifteen of fifty books, but I never said fifty, and I definitely read more than fifteen. No,
2: I think that's right. Click it. Re- go to all the books that you read, and then scroll down to the bottom. Yeah, I
0: am. Hmm. Nothing seems to be missing, but
2: that's right. That's how you find it. Fifteen is mean, the is the like default goal, if, like, you know.
0: Default? That's insane. No, like
2: not that you're expected to, but if you were. Setting goals—that was my goal for the year—and I'm at fifty-six. I just, I just started fifty-seven like last right. night.
0: I feel like it's I just not started right.
2: my fifty-seventh book last night. Of that's the year.
0: fucking crazy. But dragging. last year
2: I read sixty-five books total, so I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna tie that. But hopefully, I'll hit sixty. I just feel like this isn't right. Let me see.
0: No, because like I'm looking at okay, Verity. It didn't come up in my thing, but I know I read Verity this year.
2: You probably didn't.
0: Mm-hmm. These years are just like melting together. But did I read in COVID? When did I start reading? I started reading that trip. A year ago. To Utah. Right. So shouldn't all my books. Can you just give me your phone,
2: please? You're killing me. No, I can't. Why? I, I hate handing
0: over my just phone. Please.
2: Just give it to me. Right, like the
0: mother-in-law. Hold on.
2: You read the mother-in-law this year because I read it this year.
0: Okay, and it wasn't in my.
2: In your Goodreads.
0: Yeah, there's something off with this. I'm telling you. Okay, okay. so
2: can I, I can help you, please.
1: Okay,
0: fine. Okay. <laughs>
2: I'm just going to your red
0: books. Mm-hmm. Then there's some I didn't finish. And when I started my Goodreads, this is where I fucked myself reading. When I started my Goodreads, I like wanted to have a lot of books in my thing. So like I backlogged like a million books I've read over the last like twenty five years.
2: Oh, that's fine. <laughs> like I added added all of Andy's no, but books. That's okay because it helps them curate your right. what you like. So that is totally fine. Okay. You also were reading on my account for a while. Remember that.
0: Oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm, I have to start my Goodreads like fresh in 2022 because I was so messy at the beginning of the year. And you need to
2: connect your Goodreads to your Kindle. I did. I did. Really? Because otherwise, if you did, then they would have the... No, but see,
0: I probably read the mother-in-law on your book, your Kindle. Got it. So these are... Okay. So I've read 15 books. You know what? I, I read a lot of books. I read more than 15.
2: Okay. You'll do a count I later. will. i have to do it manually. And you'll let us know. Okay, that's exciting. It looks like the first book that you read on your own was... It ends with us. Yeah.
0: On my Kindle.
2: Yeah. So you have to find everything before that.
0: Yeah, okay. I get it. I get it.
2: Yeah, confusing. I mean, hook up your Goodreads to your Kindle and connect it with your Amazon account and... You will be so well taken at care peace. of. At peace. Yeah, no, at peace. You no, know, I'm
0: like messy over here with my million Kindle accounts, Goodreads. You're
2: mussy. And I'm speaking moosey. of mussy. Is he in the news today? He's in the news today. His oh. trial started yesterday. Oh, how fabulous. As did glaines We'll talk about both, even Ooh. though like we're not, I mean, it's only day one. Feels
0: like I might need this today, my gavel.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's a day for justice, but also like these things take time.
0: Yes, of course. And you, um, we must not rush the justice system. It's not called... The rushedest system. I
2: know, but it's also like, will we get justice? That's the big question. Yeah, it doesn't feel like we will.
0: No, especially not in the Gallain.
2: No, it's already like you know, jurors are getting surprised with vacations. Can't 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 be on the jury.
0: And that's crazy. And it's like a closed court. Yeah. you Yeah. Know? No, which, we are
2: only getting sketches, which is ugh. crazy. It should be live. And they're making
0: her look fabulous. It's like a gorgeous sketch. Like the Kardashians are always posting like their sketches whoever it's is...
2: Like Hayden Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Whoever is sketching Ghislaine is extremely <laughs> flattering, and I need to hire them immediately.
2: Okay. Well, I guess without further ado, let's jump into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Olive and June. The Olive and June nail polish lasts over seven days, and it does not chip, and their Manny system is the answer to salon-perfect nails at home. With the Manny system, each out-of-home manicure comes out to just $2, which is fabulous and out of control when you think about how much you pay for a manicure but the Manny system from olive and june is just something you really really should have in your house it has all the things you need for your nails that you never have it has cuticle oil it has nail files obviously nail polish um it just has everything that you need you're always like running around your house like do i have a nail file if you have the Manny system you'll always have it and you'll have salon perfect nails at home for a much much cheaper price their nail polishes are fabulous and they are they last over seven days which doesn't even happen at the nail salon, so it's, it's crooked what's going on at the salons. Um, the system comes with all the tools that you need in one box. It's only five steps. It comes with a poppy that's a patented brush handle that you put on the Olive and Jude nail polish bottles that makes it really easy to paint both of your hands, um, keeps your arms steady. It's also just really affordable. With the six polishes, it breaks down to $2 a manicure when you used to spend just $35 for one gel manicure. The polish is amazing. This is a great stocking stuffer for your mom, your grandma, anyone who likes to do their nails. Um, So check it out. Get 20% off your first Manny system when you use promo code TOAST at oliveandjune.com. Again, 20% off your first Manny system when you use promo code TOAST at oliveandjune.com. Your new nail life is here.
2: Thank you, Claudia.
0: It's a pleasure.
2: Okay, our first story, Ghislaine Maxwell trial, started yesterday. The prosecutor said she is, quote, a predator who served up young girls to be abused.
0: That is true, that is what she did, and that is who she is.
2: Ghislaine Maxwell listened as a crowded courtroom heard lurid allegations that she and Jeffrey Epstein, quote, lured victims with promise of a brighter future, and then destroyed them. She is labeled as a dangerous predator who served up the girls for sexual abuse, a court was told yesterday. The British socialite was billionaire pedophile Jeffrey Epstein's second-in-command and lured vulnerable teenagers for him to assault, a jury in New York heard. The courtroom was packed. Oh, it's in New York? It's in, it's in New York, and it's like, you can get a seat in there, but the people who were in there, started getting in line at 5 a.m. in the freezing cold to get a seat. So Mm,
0: that's gonna be a no for me, but we gotta get some seats.
2: Yeah, so that would be really crazy. So yesterday was day one of the trial. Prosecution opened. Defense, Ghislaine's defense is saying that she's being blamed for like Jeffrey's crimes. They compared her to Eve of Adam and Eve. What nerve. The woman being blamed for the sins of the man.
0: Oh, you know what though? We're living in such crazy times. It just might might, work.
2: It might fly. And then uh, the prosecution is really, she's really seen as a proxy for Jeffrey because we can't get to Jeffrey. I mean,
0: that is true. Like, I think we're pinning this whole thing on Ghislaine when she's definitely responsible, but not as responsible as a person who actually did it.
2: And she's all we have left. She's our only shot. But that's just too bad for Ghislaine. It's too fucking bad. Right. So that's where they're coming from, prosecution and defense. And then yesterday, we heard from one of the pilots of the Lolita Express who <sighs> was testifying as to what he saw in the years that he worked on the plane saying he it say? was more personal than business.
0: Obviously. Yeah. Oh, that is so interesting. I mean, I have to say, I'm worried because it's not a terrible defense. Like it is, when you think about it, like now we're all Ghislaine, Galen, Ghislaine. Galen, Galen when we were a year ago, all Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Yeah. But Jeffrey's not around, so we have to be Ghislaine, Ghislaine, Ghislaine.
2: Yeah, we're like projecting all of our Jeffrey stuff onto Ghislaine. And And I'm not
0: sorry about it, don't get me wrong, but in the court of law, like, it might... It might hold up, you're saying? Not hold up, but I do think it might get her, like, a lesser sentence. I also want to know... Especially
2: when, you know, there are a lot of people invested in protecting what's to come out. So that
0: was my other question was, did she strike any sort of deal? I had heard, like, a while ago... People said she was going to like sing for her supper, you know, rat everyone out just to get her self-immunity. But it seems like maybe she didn't do that because she's like fully on trial now.
2: Well, maybe she will share those thi- those things. Got it. Maybe that's why it's not being live streamed mm. and why it's a closed court situation. I am
0: so sus about this whole thing. Like I am questioning everything. Yeah. No, I even- hate to be like such a conspiracy theorist. No. But th- if there's ever a time to put on your, you know, conspiracy helmet, this is it. When there
2: are just so many lies that are just thrown around and, then, and we're meant to believe them. When it's just so obvious, it's impossible to not look for other answers.
0: No, and like, I feel like that Netflix documentary opened up a tiny, tiny bit of like who the powerful people were. Like that, what's that guy's name that was in the documentary? The Victoria Seeker guy. His name starts with an L. It's
2: like a a girly. Name. It's I was going to say it's a woman's
0: name. Yeah. Leslie Leslie. Les.
2: Yeah, like where
0: let's follow up on that, you know? Let's we, follow up on that girly girl. Right, we oh. <laughs> We opened it up and the Netflix dog
2: Leslie doc. Wexler.
0: Yes. Well, very good Maybe. memory. I don't even want to say it. I was also going to say Les Moonves, but that's the guy from CBS. But he's also problematic. Also problematic. See, all I'm saying is, like, we should know this. Like, we are pop culture experts, but nobody's talking about it. And they're just brushing it aside. Like, okay, fuck Ghislaine for sure. But, like, fuck all the other guys. Like, Ghislaine... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Like, set up the interactions. Okay. But these disgusting old men, like, committed the crimes as well. Worse than Ghislaine. Yeah, worse than Galen. Like, so I would like some accountability on the Leslies uh, of the world.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I don't know if that's happening. So it seems like it's not. It seems like this case is fading into irrelevancy faster than I am. A hundred percent. And that's really fast. Yeah. No, that's really fast. And we're going to do our best to stay abreast and keep you abreast uh, because someone's got to do it. So a lot of people. We should do a Elaine
0: update daily. Daily.
2: Yeah. A lot of people have been sending me stuff. Please keep sending. And send it to
0: your friends and family too. Stir the pot. Yeah.
2: We need
0: like. This has to be a boots on the ground. Like grassroots movement, like the Free Britney movement. and
2: it can be done. Also, the Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself movement. Like, how many times are they going to tell that he did? No, if you, like, posted a meme in the
0: last two years, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, like, it is also your responsibility to to keep keep your your friend's family and peers abreast on the Ghislaine Maxwell of it all, okay? Yeah. We will not stop until justice is served.
2: Yeah, Order. but even yesterday, there was some, like, jury stuff happening. And what oh. I thought was so interesting is that one juror was excused over a vacation that they couldn't reschedule. That it was a surprise trip from the panelist's spouse. Okay, I mean, like, that's possible, no? Mm, or someone's buying someone a trip and yeah. to take them off the panel. Well,
0: here's the thing. Like, does Galaney have any money? Because... What I remember from the Netflix documentary was that, like, she said her father was, like, a really rich printing magnate. Like, he was, but then he, like, went broke, and she was, like, living off of Jeffrey. So, I don't know if she has tons of money to spend on lavish gifts for jurors.
2: No, but if she's going to protect certain people, then they will be paying Mm. for lavish
0: gifts. So, if you bribe a juror, does the juror get in trouble, too?
2: I would think so. They're under, like... Right.
0: It's so unethical.
2: Yeah. Whatever, we'll If we'll you see. were a juror,
0: you think you could be bribed? I definitely could.
2: No. If I'm in that box, justice must be served. Yeah, I
0: guess, like, I joke, but, like, if I was handling a serious case, no, like, and when nothing could when stop you're me from in keeping...
2: that jury box, and, like, after days of jury selection where they're asking you so many questions, and you really have to, like, look inward and, like, th- decide, like, how, how you actually feel about... It, you take it so fucking seriously. Can I tell you or that you if should. I was on
0: trial, and we weren't sisters, obviously, I would very much want for you to be my juror. I think you're very headstrong and very reasonable and very rational and like logical i think you would make a great juror perhaps a rural juror as well
2: thank you so much right now i would be an urban juror yeah but if i were to ever move i could be a rural juror
0: and i just hope that whatever happens in this lifetime i never end up on a jury because like when you know when you get in that room you're so
2: wishy-washy yeah yeah, no
0: so we get in the room and everyone's telling their sides and like someone's siding like i think he did it because x y i'm like totally but then someone else is like no i don't think this man did it because x y and z And then I'm like, you know what? You sound like you're you're onto something. No, it's
2: like, have you ever read? I'm spineless. Have you ever read or seen Twelve Angry Men?
0: No, but I saw Twelve
2: Angry Men inside Amy Schumer. Got it. Well, it's the premise is like a jury and the case really seems like sign sealed, delivered. They're just, you know, going through the motions of jury tings. Mm-hmm. This is me remembering it from like 15 years ago, but this is what I glean. And there's one juror who's like the contrarian and is like, let's just play out if it wasn't this guy.
0: And he obviously ends up being right.
2: And Spoiler alert. For yeah, the no, the there's major issues and, you know, 12. I don't know why they're 12 angry men.
0: Um, because being a juror sounds like torture. Yeah, no. And you can't like, go to work, can't see your not, family. There's not
2: great lunch options around. And if you're in like a
0: high-profile jury case, like this is what I remember from watching OJ, like the jurors are tortured. Like they have to stay in a hotel, they have to eat their meals together, they can't have like books, magazines, can't watch TV, they literally just stare at the wall while they're not in the jury. No, and
2: they're also tortured by the media.
0: Yeah, and but then also afterwards, like they all get book deals. So like it's a it's a give and take.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's a tough spot to be in. And speaking of some more legal news, Jesse Smollett's... who ch- Mussy, mm. Jesse Smollett's trial started yesterday and his lawyers claiming he was a real victim oh, during God. opening statements. The amount that I like despise this man is unparalleled. Like It's interesting. You know what's so what I didn't think about? It's like when you go to a trial, it's like everybody has to come up with like their story. Yeah, a defense. Like, yeah, and I didn't never thought that his defense would be
1: it no, still it really happened. happened? Yeah. Is that what he's saying? Yeah,
2: that's what he's saying, that he was a victim of a crime. Um, prosecutors said that he staged a hate crime during the opening arguments of the trial in Chicago. And he is saying, no, I didn't, like, I was actually Oh, I didn't realize he was still, like, he's doubling down. He's doubling down. Yes,
0: exactly. I guess this an interesting legal route to take. But I just think, we were just talking about this because right before this um, article, the last time Moosey was in the news was he like hit a red carpet. He was his first (laughs) red carpet appearance um, post, you know, faking a hate crime. And we were allegedly. Allegedly. And you were like, I mean, who was inviting him to red carpets? And I just thought it was so funny because I need you guys to go look up this red carpet picture. It's not like a red carpet like at a fancy gala. It's a full red carpet like in the middle of the street. Like it's not you anything's a red carpet if you make it one. Yeah, no, if you have a little spray paint. <laughs> right. Like it's just not what you think it is. So at first I saw that news article and I was like, he's seriously out and about working? Like this man wasted police resources, committed a hate crime. I'm no sorry faked a hate crime i'm like we are really out here like putting him on red carpets again but then i saw the picture and i was like oh no we're fine
2: okay yeah no that's what you told me but the headline was like jesse's hitting the red carpet and i was like
0: what no it was shocking if you know what you know what's so like this is like this is a bad thing for jesse because it's like so embarrassing like you just got caught lying you know i don't think there's anything that's like mortifying
2: yeah. Well, he, his defense attorney is saying that the real crime was committed against the actor by the two brothers from Nigeria who he had met on the Senate Empire who attacked him because they, quote, did not like him as a person. So remember when we were reporting the story mm-hmm. as it unfolded and it was like there was the check that he wrote them?
0: Yeah, yeah, the of course. Like literally plain as day, just like the check here. And in the memo, it was like for the stage
2: hate crime. But now he's saying it was re- like they really did So why did, did he it. pay them? That's what, you know, the courts will have to... Suss out. I just can't. I mean, this is so obviously,
0: like, not a real crime that he committed. And honestly, the fact that he's doubling down is just, (sighs) it's just, like, offensive to people who are actually victims of hate crimes. Like, Mm -hmm. it happens all the time, every day. And now you're out here, like, making a mockery of the justice system, and it ain't cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, we'll keep you posted on that one as well. Lot that was
0: such a crazy time. Do you ever think about that?
2: It was a crazy, it was a crazy roller coaster of emotions. Because
0: when it happened, it was like so horrible. Like, imagine that actually happening. Like, some, they threw a noose around his neck, allegedly, poured bleach on him. A horrible, horrible, horrible hate crime. And I don't remember how it unfolded.
2: Like, who figured out? Well, I think, well, Once the brothers were taken into custody, they were released after they told the police that Jesse had paid them to stage the attack because, uh, and they snitched because they were unhappy with their salary. So it started to unfold like in the very quickly, yeah.
0: Got it. So like then the police had
2: like cause, yeah. And And I think some things weren't adding up.
0: Got it. Okay, that was just I'll, I'll never forget where I was when I was like. Found out that was not real, you know?
2: I don't remember where it was.
0: Me neither, but I remember uh, talking about it on the toast. But you'll
2: never forget. The moment. Yeah. Yeah. The feeling. The feeling. of yes. being like, what the fuck? Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. Agreed. Well, are you ready for our next story? If it's a story that's brought to you by Jenny Kane. Yes, it is.
0: When it comes to getting dressed, Jenny Kane believes in the one thing, the art of simplicity. With a focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design, Jenny Kane makes pieces that truly never go out of style. Curated, stylish staples that work with everything in your closet, the simplest way to put Look put together in an instant. They offer elevated basics that focus on comfort without sacrificing style. You might already have a favorite sweater or pair of shoes, but if it doesn't make you say, I'll never take it off, then this is not Jenny Kane. Okay, I have a bunch of Jenny Kane products, but I think by far my favorite is the cardigans that I have. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Like, during the winter, how many sweaters can you have? You want to invest in good ones, and you can style them differently. But Jenny Kane just makes great, simple basics that you can wear a bunch of different ways a bunch of different times. No one's going to realize you're wearing the same sweater, you know? And it's always better, like, with sweaters. I believe to invest in good ones, they're not itchy. You can take care of them. And it's just a good piece to have. And you'll have it winter after winter. Yes. It's not like season you have to. Buy, after season. You don't have to buy a new sweater every year, every time it gets cold. So Jenny Kane is a great place if you want to start investing in good winter pieces. They offer so many different things. The Cocoon Cardigan um, Crew Neck, and now they offer it in a crop style, is one of the best-selling sweaters they have. And it's a perfect thing for a holiday wish list. Um, they also have a uh, a mock clog and shearling lined mule Which is the perfect shearling shoes Which are super in style Now you can stay warm and stylish With a touch of suede and shearling Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com And get 15% off your first order When you use code toast at checkout That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com Promo code toast That's a good promo code Great for gifts And don't miss out because great for gifts it's a, it's a substantial percentage
2: Okay our next story is a little more crime news Wow, we're just feeling quite judicial today. Or just it's very criminal out here. Totally. Bradley Cooper recalls being held up at knife point on the subway in New York City. Mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper revealed that he was held up at knife point on a New York City subway in route to pick up his daughter in 2019. Damn. He was on Dax Shepard's podcast armchair expert and he said quote I used to walk around New York City all the time with these headphones on this was pre-pandemic I was on the subway at 11 45 to pick up Leah his daughter downtown at Russian school and I got held up at knife point he said Jeez. it was pretty insane I realized I had gotten way way too comfortable in the city yeah he said my guard was down I was all the way at the end of the subway innately I would just go all the way down to the end I felt some coming up I thought oh they want to take a photo or something (sighs) as I turned I'm up against the post like it's the French connection or some shit and I turned I look down and I see a knife the actor described the weapon as a nice knife with some history behind it (laughs) and because he had his headphones in he was listening to music when he was approached he (sighs) joked that the scary incident was scored like there was that's funny musical score behind it he said I can't remember what I was listening to I look up I see the person's eyes and I'm taken by how young they are yeah he said, despite, never being, despite being taught to never run if approached by someone with a weapon, the star instinctively bolted for the exit of the station. He said, I just started booking, just started running. I jumped over the turnstile, hit around the white-tiled entrance to the subway, and took my phone out. He jumped over, running away. I took a photo of him, then I chased him up the stairs. He started running up 7th Avenue. I took two more photos of him, and then he flagged down two police officers to show them photos of the culprit. Imagine you're just a common criminal. You're on the subway doing your thing.
0: <laughs> and you roll up on some guy who's obviously not paying attention like the perfect target. Yeah.
2: And it's Bradley Cooper. How exciting. I wonder if he ever had a moment if he knows his work, if he had a moment of recognition. I feel like no. No. You know what? I
0: I will never. And this might be like the most unpopular thing I've ever said. Like I will never understand the richest people in the world who like still take the subway like if i was bradley cooper i would be flown in a helicopter everywhere like that's the point of being a celebrity like you don't have to do things that other people have to do like i'll never understand that like andy cohen takes the subway to work but you know what actually when andy cohen takes the subway i understand it like he does morning radio it's like rush hour and he's going from downtown to sirius xm which is like 60 blocks that I actually understand because it is the most efi- efficient way of getting around. But I don't know if I was Bradley Cooper, I had to pick my daughter from school. I'm like, tally up the chauffeur. Yeah, my like, jeeves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's like, bring the car around. <laughs> no, literally, like, Julio, get the stretch. Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll never understand that. Like, and that's me, maybe just being like a materialistic fuck. But I just don't, I don't see that. I don't agree with it, and I just think it's psychotic.
2: Yeah, well, he's definitely going to be more aware now. Yeah, no, that's a thing now. Like. You
0: cannot wear your headphones on the subway.
2: No, and just like one, because someone
0: might steal the headphones right off your head. Right, but also because like you gotta be aware of your surroundings. Yeah, no, you can't just like be in a a bubble. I think that the New York City uh, bus routes are the most undervalued public transportation. They have amazing air conditioning. For the most part, they're pretty updated. There's just so much traffic, so like you're not getting anywhere. Yeah, but they get all those lanes. That's true, and they get all those
2: lanes. (laughs)
0: If you think about the people who take buses, it's really the elderly cuz they they can't really walk down steps to go to the subway. And it's just a really nice It's a nice crowd. It's a nice crowd, a great way of getting around, and I just think more people should be taking the bus. I'm being dead serious. Yeah, but if
2: you are going like long m- distance, in B- interborough, cross town like yeah. uh, you know, good luck on the bus. Good yeah, diagonally. Yeah, if you have nowhere to be, take the bus. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a leisurely
0: like, I used to take the bus on the way home from school in high school because, like, who cares when you get home?
2: You can't take the bus to school. You'll no, never get you'll there. you'll never make it. You'll never get there. No. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Rihanna has been named a national hero by Barbados. That is so cute. Quote, may you continue to shine like a diamond. Rihanna was honored by her home country during a ceremony to mark the Barbados splitting from the UK to become a republic. Yes, so yesterday Barbados was in the news as they have split from the <gasps> Queenie. UK. Queenie is no longer head of state for the for Barbados, so that means Queen Elizabeth is no longer Rihanna's queen. I guess not. Oh, that's crazy. And now, and also, they named Rihanna as a national hero by the prime minister in Barbados in a ceremony marking the country split from the UK to become its own republic.
0: Love that for them. Get your independence, girl. But if I was a republic, I would want to be with the queen. But that's just me because I'm such well, an that's anglophile. That's like kind of
2: the. Um, that's kind of a contradiction. You well, because I can't be a republic. Okay, if I was in. If you, a land. If you establish your own country. Yeah, I would want to be like... A part of the United Kingdom. Mm,
0: I don't know. There's so much drama in the EU. Like Brexit. I don't know. They well, they
2: Brexited. Yeah. So you might not have to associate with the no, EU. No, I just mean
0: they have all these things, you know? Like Brexit, pounds. Like, I don't know. I think I would want to retain my independence as well. Belong to
2: no man. You, you are know? an independent queen. That's what I'm saying. And now, so is Barbados. Happy for them. Know that I am. In a video sh- of the ceremony shared by the Guardian, Rihanna walked up to. Um, These stories today are like so serious, like crime, politics, republics, everything of the sort. She's wearing Bottega Orange gown. She's looking, looking so good. Looking incredible. She. Um, do you think she's ever going to make music ever again? I just feel like actually no.
0: Would you? Like you're making billions with your makeup that you're so
2: passionate about. People can't get enough of it. The only way that she would or should make music is if she has a song to sing. A song in her heart. You can
0: always tell when people release music because they like think it's time. Not because they like had something to say.
2: Yeah. Like Adele has something to say. She waited six years to Mm -hmm. have something to say. I agree. And some like so I think Rihanna will put out music when she has something that she can't keep in any longer.
0: I know. But you know in the time that we've missed out on her music she's been through breakups makeups like lots of things I think she definitely has a rolodex of emotions to sing about
2: perhaps or maybe she's going to channel it elsewhere into fashion and beauty yeah like I just
0: want to say that running joke is always like Rihanna where's the album I'm perfectly at peace with Rihanna the businesswoman like I actually don't need any more pop star Rihanna like I love this growth for her
2: I and I love that for you I just want to let you know every time she comes up you do ask about new music
0: well, that's just because I'm on the pulse of what's going on, and, like, that's the running joke. Everyone with Rihanna's, like, new music, question mark. And I just want to say, like, I don't need new music from Rihanna because I love businessman queen Rihanna.
2: Yeah, and, like, national hero. Queen
0: of Barbados. Yeah. The Republic.
2: So what was it before? It a, was... a Democrat? <laughs> no, like,
0: before, no. if it wasn't a republic, it was just, like, a country?
2: Yeah, it was always a country, but it was part of... Um... You know the European. Union. What's no, the word with the with a European C? Union?
0: No, they talk about it in the Crown. The uh, with a the C.
2: Commonwealth. The Commonwealth.
0: Do you think this is going to be like a trend? Perhaps. Does that mean like no? Queenie has got to make some drastic moves. She has to have Charles killed. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. That was not a funny joke. Um, but she's got to do something drastic, and Charles ain't the answer. Is what I'm saying.
2: Right, 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 right.
0: I think Charles, like, there's four nails in the coffin. Charles is the fifth, and that's the last one, you know? Mm-hmm. We, gotta, we gotta do something. Okay. Charles keeps me up at night. Yeah, no. I, sure. I don't think I'm the only one. I think Queen is definitely kept up at night by 100%. her moronic son, <laughs> who just cannot stop stepping in shit, you know?
2: A hundred percent. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? It's the final story.
0: do 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 Do-do-do-do-do. Claine, <mondoNetflix> <with uma> <Empaters> mm-hmm. you will rot in prison. Hopefully. Hopefully,
2: fingers crossed.
0: Um, okay, the Fifth and Battle Story is brought to you by Legacy Box, which is, first of all, the brand that people are always asking me, like, what's the one with the videotapes? Listen up, and it's a great gift for someone in your life and it's the holiday season so legacy box of course you know the service that couldn't be more easier where you send in old home movies and photos and they will get to work creating a digital collection that legacy box will store on a thumb drive a dvd or the cloud plus they're having a cyber week sale and you can have everything preserved at a fraction of the regular price so legacy box is super professional each item that you send into them whether it's old vcrs photos they are hand digitizing Everything you send them, they have a team of over 200 trained technicians right in the USA. They've been an industry leader in professionally digitizing family memories for over a decade. It's easy. It's safe. They keep you informed the whole time. They have a barcoded online tracking system. You get 12 emailed updates along the way. It's just a pleasure to work with them. And do not miss out on their Cyber Week sale. So Legacy Box's Cyber Week sale is here. They are giving our listeners the best deal of the year. Legacybox.com slash toast for an incredible 65% off any sized Legacy Box. So that's Legacybox.com slash toast for 65% off. Do not wait. This deal will not last long. Legacybox.com.
2: Okay, our fifth and final story. Finally, some mindless celeb news. Slash toast. Christine Quinn and Emma Hernan's Selling Sunset Mystery Man has been revealed. This is so interesting. Mm -hmm. If you watch Selling Suns, Christine and Emma talk about this guy who they both dated five years ago. He seems like so irrelevant. He seems like a myth. and Yeah, it seems like he just like fled the country and we couldn't ask him a question if we tried. Turns out his name is Peter Cornell and he works at the Oppenheim Group. He did work at the Oppenheim Group and he still works at the Oppenheim Group. He's the director of the sports and entertainment division of the Oppenheim Group. And I'm assuming he sits upstairs? No, literally. While they argue about him downstairs? The fact that like we now have all this information, yet I feel more
0: confused than ever, is beyond bizarre. Why? Okay, the fact that this man works at the Oppenheim Group is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, bring him on the show.
2: Right, like he could have cleared up so much... Also, it's rumored and there's pictures that he and Emma like are still engaged dating. Or, yeah. no, well, they're dating, they're together. She's not engaged. She didn't wear a ring. She said on the show that she's single. Yet he proposed to her two months after the Christine thing. So they were engaged, and then so it they looks broke like up. Emma's lying too. It's the whole thing's. Stinks. Stupid. Is so stupid. And I just cannot believe that this man has just been in earshot the entire time. No, when literally. he could have cleared up so much stuff. Except, I don't even want to hear from him because I know that he'll probably say that Christine is crazy. Right, because he's because she's with like Emma, a, and he's he's with Emma, and Christine is like a crazy ex girlfriend. Doesn't mean that she wasn't your ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I don't I don't need to hear what he has to say, especially if. He's dating Emma. And then, even the part in Selling Sunset when Christine was like, I drove by his house and her car was in the driveway. Like, what? Yeah, there that were was so weird. many like random fucking things.
0: Like, small little crumbs of weirdness.
2: Yeah. So, this guy's cute. He is super cute. He's obviously a businessman, Bo. Did you
0: see the picture of him and Christine walking the red carpet at the hot tub time machine premiere?
2: I did see that picture. Did you see the picture of him and Chris Humphreys in the street?
0: I did. That's what I we sent you We both follow Not Skinny When no, <laughs> i
2: No, I. That's where I saw it. I texted it to you. Oh. I said the ex and Chris Oh, Humphreys. you did send it to me. Oh. Yeah, because I was Googling I just him. assume
0: I see everything. I'm not skidding, but no,
2: I sent it to you. Oh, I my think God. Okay. I found it on Google because I wanted to know more about this man. And I guess since he works in sports, like, right. that's the Chris Humphreys connection. It's what does just... the
0: sports department at
2: I'll a be...
0: real estate agency look like? Like, you work with athletes, but Christine, Shell was working with athletes. Maybe,
2: like, doing commercial real estate in the athletic department yeah i don't know like gyms at schools sure sure maybe you know he did the deal for crypto.com stadium got it stuff like that
0: well um i feel like with more information i've never felt more confused
2: Yeah, I just, this was really shocking, and it just goes to show how even more fraudulent this season was. Like, I thought this man, you know, probably didn't even have social media, didn't have a phone. Jetted off to
0: Geneva. He lived in a van
2: by the sea, and he was unreachable. No, he's upstairs. He's upstairs listening to the girls talking about him. Insane. Insane.
0: Also, I really feel that the Oppenheim group needs a new office. That was like a, a...
2: They're running out of desks. They're running out
0: of desks. They don't have like a conference room and like they have their team meetings. Everyone's like flying off the couch and you're you're selling millions and millions of dollars of homes allegedly. Get an office. Get a conference room.
2: Get a place with enough desks for everyone. Yeah, but it's like... I would say 360 days out of the year those women don't show up and in those days obviously in the office suffices obviously yeah um so those were the past five feel as though you needed to know um. definitely um we
0: have dear toasters which is our advice segment so if you ever want to write in to dear toasters it's Toasters at cheapbounds.com we will keep your name anonymous you can write in about anything if you need some advice from your two favorite gals who seem to have their heads on relatively straight perhaps first up Ooh, my throat hurts from talking last night, from screaming. Hi, Jackie and Claudia. I'm a relatively new toaster, and I love you both so much. My best friend came home hysterical last week because her boyfriend thought he had a UTI. I told her his symptoms, sorry, he told her his symptoms, and they also happen to be the same symptoms as chlamydia. She starts freaking out because she thinks somehow she could have gave it to him, so she went to get an STD test. Meanwhile, he wasn't concerned it was an STD, so he didn't get tested. Weird, because he was the one with the symptoms anyway. She gets a call from the guy now today and was positive for chlamydia. Side note, they've been dating since January 2021 and she has not cheated on him. She also got an STD test in March in 2021 and it was negative. She told him she tested positive and he turns it around on her and is trying to gaslight her saying he's never gotten an STD test and it could have been dormant from a previous relationship. Let me remind you, she tested negative in March and they started dating in January and had unprotected sex for three months. So it would have shown up positive regardless of that first initial test back in March. So his claim of it being dormant is invalid. He keeps gaslighting her and trying to make her think it was her, but all facts lead to him cheating on her. She's convincing herself he didn't cheat, and it couldn't have been her when it literally is impossible for it to be her because she didn't cheat. Anyways, I'm literally so fucking frustrated because she's saying she doesn't care and isn't going to break up with him as long as the STD is gone, which will be in like two days because she gets medicine. Mm -hmm. But the girl he literally cheated on you... But girl, he literally cheated on you and got caught red-handed. What the fuck? I need advice because I literally can't wrap my head around the fact that she still wants to be with him and I refuse to be around this man and he always is at our apartment. I also refuse to go to their wedding if they ever get to that point. She wants me to be, be maid of honor. Is it wrong that I'm so fucking annoyed and frustrated with my best friend? Help.
2: No, I would be so frustrated. Two things here. One, if you like, if you want to try your hand at making her see the light, like a doctor can tell you you know does chlamydia lay dormant no I don't and I don't I'm not a doctor by the way but I'm pretty sure it's not something that is dormant and then pops up like mm-hmm. if if she didn't cheat there's only one way she could like a, I think a doctor needs to make it clear to her the timeline yeah. the chain of events and how this std works two there is a chance if she's really being this headstrong about the fact that that she, she cheated wants to on stay with him there is a chance that she cheated on him. Right. And she doesn't want to tell you and doesn't, and is just going to let the whole thing go. I don't think that's it, but it's possible.
0: I agree. And also at some point, like you got to let like dumb bitches be dumb. Like the facts have been very clearly explained to her she's like living in an alternate universe, and you've done what you can, but like, you're your own person, she's your own person, she's making a very bad decision, and sometimes you gotta let people learn shit the hard way. Because if you cheat on her, he will obviously cheat on her again, maybe she'll get an STD, maybe she won't, maybe it'll be worse than chlamydia. Chlamydia is easily, I mean, obviously getting an STD is not ideal. Chlamydia is probably one of the better ones, you know? Mm -hmm. You get a medicine and it's over. So I just think you gotta let people make their own mistakes sometimes, and it sounds like you've done all you can, and she refuses to see anything other than her boyfriend like being a great man. Honestly, the possibility that she cheated on him sounds more and more likely.
2: Yeah, because that would be incredibly forgiving if she just doesn't even wanna make it. And not even like she's gonna take him back, like he didn't even go through the ringer. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
0: like there were no consequences for his actions. Not
2: one, none, not one. None, zero, 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 done. So that's really tough. I would understand distancing yourself from someone who would make such poor decisions. Because then that just, like, it affects other elements of their life. Like, they obviously have bad judgment. You don't have to say, like, right now I won't be your maid of honor. Obviously, these two are still dating, and I don't think they're getting married anytime soon. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like they're in a rush. But, you know, just go with how you feel. You don't want to go to dinner with her tonight because you're not in the mood to see her, like, be annoying. Know, defend this man. Don't go to dinner. Like, I, you don't have to make such sweeping generalizations that like we're not gonna be friends anymore we're not gonna be in your wedding just take it one day at a time for yourself for yourself like of
0: course it's annoying to be around someone who's like being annoying and stupid so don't be around them
2: right and then inevitably your relationship will change and you probably won't be be made of honor
0: yeah (laughs) all right next one good morning jackie and claudia my friend introduced me to the toast a few years ago and i've never missed an episode since thank you both so much for being you i've wanted to get back into gymnastics oh a gymnast you know i used to do gymnastics with paul rudd I've wanted to get back into gymnastics over the last year, and I finally found a coach, a man, who's willing to take a 27-year-old who is new to gymnastics. I'm a dancer and a dance teacher, so I can do some things already, but definitely need a coach on helping with backflips, etc. Good for you, girl. My husband is irritated and asks a million questions when I go once a week. I can tell he's very jealous, and from what he said, he doesn't like the idea of someone touching me, spotting me when I do a flip. Okay. My husband even told me he can, t- <laughs> he can teach me gymnastics. But he has never taken gymnastics in his life. He said he would just YouTube the things. That's actually sweet. I'm torn. I really want my husband to be comfortable and happy with the situation. However, I've never done anything to make him not trust me, so I feel very torn. I'm willing... Willing to give it up for my husband, but also wanting to be better my gymnastics still skills. Would love your advice. Sincerely, a toaster. This is a
2: really interesting predicament. And I guess it doesn't happen very often because most, even, you know, the most seasoned gymnasts, they do stop by 27. Right. So to pick up gymnastics at 27 and you're, you know, when you take gymnastics as a kid, you're not married. Yeah. But it is, you know, a contact Sport. Sport.
0: I don't know I just love that you're like in this season of your life trying new things and it's like a fit you're feeling good you're feeling healthy and I just don't feel like we should discourage that like it's important to have hobbies it's important to be passionate about things and I think your husband like really needs to get over this it's yeah like definitely it's weird like they stick your hand their hand like between your legs while you're like flipping it's weird but it's not nefarious uh, until it is but it's not nefarious yeah, but you might fall in love when he's like you know really getting in there.
2: And if it is nefarious, just the you know the spotting Devil's in general, advocate. then then it's nefarious with the kids too. Huh? Like when when any then any gymnastics coach is nefarious, like at any age.
0: Yeah, but no, it's not nefarious
2: right now. You're saying yeah, and also it's like people go have personal trainers and it's a contact situation. Yeah, that's true, and. Yeah, you ever
0: see a personal trainer, like, stretch a client afterwards? It's very inappropriate. Right, and
2: if your husband was like, you can't do that anymore, like, that's a little... Uh, yeah, I think
0: intense. you got to sit your husband down and tell him to fuck off.
2: Yeah, and, and I like this for you. I love that you're trying new things. This is not something I've ever heard of, someone just wanting to get into gymnastics No, I'm inspired. In life. I'm inspired, too, and... I, I do I I do understand why your husband like might look at it. Maybe invite him to a class so he could see like we're really just spotting and trying. I mean, the fact that he said he would
0: teach her like you're learning on YouTube is like he sounds so like a sweet. Pe- like, I don't wanna, I don't
2: think he has nefarious intentions. I don't want to dismiss like how he's feeling. You know.
0: No, but you got to sit him down and be like, this is something I'm like having fun doing. Like I need you to get off my ass. But
2: maybe it means he comes with you, and that way like and then he you can both take up gymnastics. He can be ensured that nothing nefarious is happening. I like that. Mm-hmm. And then you're doing something together. It brings you closer. Yeah. Very
0: good. That's good advice. Okay. But good luck. Don't give up the gymnast lifestyle. It's for you. That's so cool. All right. Third and final. Hello, ladies. OG Breather here. Never wavered. And my absolute love for you guys. Thank you. My best friend of over 12 years, Sarah, moved to New York City to be closer to me about two years ago. Naturally, I introduced her. Ooh, this sounds bad. Yeah. Naturally, I introduced her to a lot of my friends who I had made since moving here. We would go out a lot and then started... There, then there started a pattern of her getting absolutely blackout, falling over, and sometimes getting us kicked out of bars. Is someone writing this in about me. The next morning, she would show no remorse, which I found to be kind of weird. Like, where's your anxiety? I have no issue with occasionally blacking out, but it got to a point where my boyfriend's friends and coworkers didn't want me to bring her around because she was so chaotic and it was embarrassing. Because she's like a sister to me, I made a comment to her that blacking out was starting to be a lot. She then sent me a text the next day pretty much telling me everything she doesn't like about me. I'm too judgmental, and apparently I only care about myself. I only tried to patch things up But she didn't want to be friends anymore. Shortly after that, I started to notice my girlfriends weren't reaching out to me and I was seeing on social media that they were hanging out with Sarah. I didn't understand why and even tried reaching out but received no response. Fast forward a year, I still see pictures sometimes of all my old friends and Sarah hanging out and it makes me cry. I just think, wow, these people really didn't care about me at all. And the TikTok sound, am I the villain? I've since made some new friends, but I'm so self-conscious about fucking it up or them deciding one day that they don't want to be friends with me anymore. You girls seem to be very sure of yourself, so how do you not let those things bother you? How do I be myself around my new friends, but also make sure I'm a person worth keeping around? Sincerely, a sad lonely toaster. P.S. Thank God for the toaster community, because that's how I made the new friends. Oh. Okay. I think that, like, you're just overthinking it a little bit, you know? Like, for the most part, just be... Like, if you really just be yourself, people will like you, but if you, like, are being very like calculated almost about how you're be how you're coming off people just
2: might find you like annoying and calculated you know yeah they might sniff that out but here's my question how come her old friends just cuz she got into a tiff with Sarah, how come her old friends are no longer friends with her?
0: The way that I perceived it was like Sarah like co-opted the friendships.
2: Oh, I mean, if and maybe poisoned. If if, no offense, this blackout queen was able to co-opt your friendships, then they weren't strong to begin with. Also, if she really is that annoying, sloppy, and embarrassing, then like her true colors will show, and she's their problem now. Mm -hmm. And you just have to wait because at the end, like, it always, the truth always comes to light. People can't hide who they are. It's and true. And, you know, I don't think Sarah had this to like, come to Jesus moment where she realized that she was, like, a drunk embarrassment. No. Because she would have then taken your words a little better. So just let her do her thing. That will play itself out. In the meantime, focus on not only, like, you finding friends that like you, but you liking them too. And then it's natural. And then you can be yourself and you don't have to worry. Like That's true. You don't, don't just worry about everyone else liking you. Like, what do you want? What do you like? Who do you want to spend time with?
0: Wow, I really think that was very beautifully said. I don't really have anything to add.
2: Thank you. Yeah,
0: but I think for the most part, like, just relax. Yeah. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, plus you have your mans, yeah. Did she say she had a mans? Yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, yeah,
2: and that's why, like, and he was embarrassed by Sarah. By
0: Sarah being an animal.
2: Yeah, that's really bad.
0: Yeah, when, like, the boyfriends are saying something. And coworkers, Because, like, men are animals. Like, they don't even notice anything. A
2: hundred percent.
0: Like, for me, I, like, judge everyone. Ben wouldn't know if somebody came and took a dump in the middle of the bar. Like, he's like, oh, last night was fun.
2: Yeah, I think there was a dump. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, like, just be chill. And it'll come. Don't force it, you know? Yeah, take the pressure off. Um, okay, so those were the Deer Toasters. toasters at gmail.com if you ever want to write in. And if you've written in and we've read your read your prompt on air... Give us an update. Let us know how things went. We would love, love, love to hear from you guys. Now it is time for Portia Williams, which I'm so thrilled about. And our segment with Portia Williams is brought to you by ShipStation. Figuring out the best way to ship your orders can be frustrating and confusing. ShipStation makes it quick, easy, and convenient. You can easily import orders from any sales channel. You can automate just about any shipping task, so you spend less time sorting through orders and more time doing what you do best. They also integrate all selling channels on ShipStation into one simple dashboard so you can seamlessly connect carriers, print shipping labels, and get products out the door. Over 100,000 sellers use ShipStation for their business, and they're working with all major carriers that give you exclusive discounts on UPS, USPS, and more. You can compare shipping Carriers with the best solution for you and your customers. So with ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies without the contracts. It's never too early to start prepping the holiday rush, so get a head start with ShipStation. For our listeners, you can use code TOAST to get a 60-day trial just in time for the holidays. That's two months of stress-free holiday shipping for free. Go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top, and enter in TOAST, ShipStation, make ship happen.
2: Great. Well, enjoy the interview. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will see you tomorrow. You know what
0: we forgot to do yesterday? I know. An emoji. We were in such a rush. No, and we had like so much shit to do yesterday. Um, I think
2: the gavel to signify all the justice that could or could not be served in the next few weeks.
0: I completely, completely, completely agree. Gavel on our most recent Instagram if you made it to the end of this episode. And enjoy Portia. She's a gem. Check out her book. She's also doing a book signing at Barnes & Noble on Fifth Avenue tonight. So if you're in the city and you want to meet Portia, she was really a gem and like she takes fire pictures. So check it out, enjoy the interview and we'll see you guys tomorrow for hump day, bye. Bye. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. I'm so excited because (laughs) someone I love Someone I admire and someone who I've been following forever is finally on the show. Miss Portia, thank you so much for being here. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: I just want... I have so much to ask you, but I just want to tell you first and foremost, like, I come on here week after week, Mm -hmm. daily, day after day, and I defend you. Like, I am such a stan, and I just love you, and I want to thank you. My first question, actually, is I really want to know how your back is. My back? Why? Well... It must be in deep, deep pain from putting the franchise on it for so many oh, years.
1: Wow. <laughs> How is it doing? Girl, How are you doing? It's healing. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. It was for a
0: long time.
1: Oh uh, well, I, well, thank you. I really appreciate that, especially you know, after ten years after being in, I'm glad you feel like I held my own. You thank you, definitely girl. Definitely did.
0: And the show will not be the
1: same without you. It's, I want to hear that too. Yeah, no one say like leave a job and then it's like it gets ah, better. who was that girl? (laughs) thank you. Miss me. Miss me. Please miss me. This is a
0: crazy time for you. It's like a transitional period. Obviously- You're off Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people were really surprised by that. Yeah, But then the announcement that you got your own show, which is obviously like the dream, was not surprising to anyone. Mm -hmm. Oh, it wasn't? I watched it last night. I loved it. I thought it was great. I think you're just such a natural. And I love your family. Like, I really love your relationship with your sister. I host my show with my sister. Um, It's just the best. And I think what I really loved about the show was, like, you really brought your whole family in. Mm -hmm. But I think a natural question is, like, do you ever want to kill them? Like, you really spend so much time with them. I do, too. People ask me that all the time.
1: Well, are they family if you don't? That's true. That's true. (laughs) I think that's what makes you family. You want to kill them and you don't. And, like, you just love them forever. And I think that, you know, the way we love each other, and if you're honest with each other, then you're going to have some of those crazy moments. Yeah. That's just how it works. Are they super comfortable filming the show? They like it? Um, They weren't at first. Really? Yeah. I, I, I... actually told andy last night that we had filmed a little luncheon or i think it was a dinner i can't remember and um you know i know my family all right and i know that's why we got the show i was like okay everybody's got all these personalities but in this particular get together everybody was like for tv like yeah and i told them afterwards i called them individually i was like listen you know this is my world but you're now in it yeah and the way I want this show to be is raw and authentic so whatever you're thinking whatever you're feeling this is our reality as a family so yeah. feel safe to be yourself in front of these cameras and I don't know why I did that because the rest of the show was <laughs> lit I was like um <laughs> yeah. reel it in they're not holding back at all <laughs> they're not they're not but that's that's family. And that's the beauty of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is that it can get a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. But the goal at the end of the day is loving to be blended properly.
0: Of course. And I think that, like, that was the takeaway for me. I thought yeah. the show was so great. I loved the family aspect. I love this, like, new season of your life. Like, mm-hmm. you're just, like, in the best place probably ever that you've been like yeah and I think we'll talk about a lot about your book but that's kind of the culmination of this whole thing it's like finally being able to tell your story yeah you're now not on an ensemble show it's your show and you really feel Mm -hmm. do you feel like this is now a time we know you for a long time you've been on tv but do you feel like
1: now you can really get to know the audience on like a deeper level thank you for mentioning my book so this is actually such a beautiful moment that I feel like was supposed to happen like this. Yeah, At this moment, my book being released, mm-hmm. The Pursuit of Portia, that is filled with my family because they make you who you are. I don't care what you say. I agree. If you're as close with your pa- family as I am, they have been my strength through so many different things. And it's all in the book. And now you get to meet them on the show. That's true, it's yeah. It's like, it's crazy. It's like, it. it, it is very revealing. A, a, a totally different side of me that I know fans haven't seen on Housewives. Because you get to see my family, but you don't get to see it
0: like this. No. And let's talk about the book. So the book just came out. It's called The Pursuit of Portia. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of questions. The first question is, you get really kind of like deep in the book. Yeah. Um, You talk about eating disorders, spousal rape. Um, I'm curious if you were hesitant at all to put some of those darker things in. Because it can be really scary to open up about, you're always fun and you're always light. But when when it gets kind of heavy, it's a lot to open up to people like that.
1: So, me being celebrity, you Mm -hmm. know, one of the things that comes with that is I think that different people in the spotlight, they check things off the list. Mm -hmm. So, boom, you're on TV, you're famous, get a perfume, you know, sell something and do a book. So, for me, when it came to doing a book, I did not want to do one because I knew that when I did it, it had to be completely honest. Yeah. So, it took me some time to get to the place to where it was... I wanted to share these different things, um, but I knew it had to be purposeful. So, right around the pandemic, you know, everybody's doing self reflection mm-hmm. and you just kind of take an account of your life and what's important to you and where you've been and where you have gotten to. And I just felt so blessed to be free at this moment that I wanted to share my testimony. Mm -hmm. And so when it came to writing the book it was really difficult because I knew in order to do that I had to revisit a lot of dark moments that I have never ever even spoke about to anyone, Out loud, actually. yeah, and a lot. Some of those things in the book, I hadn't even talked to my mom about. Oh, and did you speak to her before you released the book? So or when I when I was beginning to write the book, I had to talk with my mom and let her know. I touched on some of the things I wanted to talk about. To just, I don't know, get her approval mm-hmm. to be that open. I mean, I've been on TV for 10 years, but of course I'm 40 years old. And so I've had a lot of life that I lived prior to the camera. And even when the cameras were off mm-hmm. and I was still on the show, there's a lot that happened yeah. that wasn't known. So, But she told me, you know, what? at the end of the day, I know you're doing it because you want to help inspire someone else through their tough times. So she said, feel free to do it. And so I was open.
0: So what I thought was interesting is you have a note from the author before the book starts. It says, to protect the privacy of my loved ones and other people whom I've met and would rather forget, some names have been changed, others have been erased, mm-hmm. which I thought was really powerful. And I've seen people put you know notes like that at the beginning of their book. I just thought the way you worded it was really well done. And Thank I'm curious you. if you've heard from anyone that you wrote about in the book that either was in a positive way that. or a negative way, if they've reached out to you.
1: So first of all, in the book, there are people who I don't name, right? And then there's people who I mention, and of course, I'd rather forget them. But I also did name a couple people in the book, you know, and um, it was all about me telling my side. And when you read the book, because it starts from childhood, and you are really truly on a journey in the book. To really see the patterns in my life and how I made some bad choices, fell in some bad situations, mm-hmm. business, relationship. Um, I wanted to say is I wanted to stay as close to being honest as I could. Mm -hmm. Um, And legally, some names weren't in there. um, And then some were in there, and we don't know what may happen legally. But I just felt that I needed to do that in order for the book to be completely about me now being a powerful, feeling powerful and um, feeling like I'm walking in my purpose.
0: You know what I thought was really interesting on your um, episode last night was what an emphasis you put on social media and how it, it can get really bother mm-hmm. you um, and how like the people's reactions to your relationship or just any part of your life, like it does eat away at you. You're a human being. Yeah. And I'm curious if you've had any struggles with that, with the book, because you're opening up so much in the book and does it, does it concern you at all
1: thinking what your fans might think? Um Here's the thing, I am so excited for people to actually read the book. So at this moment, you're getting snippets, uh, headlines from the book. I'm most excited for people to read it in its entirety, Mm -hmm. so you can get the full story, and it'll be and it'll you can understand it a little bit better. So in this moment where it's kind of like just lines out there, it's a little like ah, you could be it could be misunderstood. The point of the book is for me to be understood, got it? So that you can get the point of the book. Mm -hmm. So I think um, within doing this tour, I'm going to really be more comfortable with talking to certain things in the book, speaking
0: to different things in the book. You're at Barnes & Noble today, right? Yes. So everyone should know to come see you. You're at the Barnes & Noble on Fifth Avenue tonight, right? Yes,
1: yes, today. Very cool, Mm -hmm.
0: very cool. Okay, I mean, I imagine when you are a real housewife, the dream is obviously to get your own show. And it's one that very few housewives, you know Karen Huger from Potomac just got one. It's a real honor. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, one, how it feels, and
1: two, if you've gotten any words of wisdom from... uh, Kim Zolciak, she did it as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. She, oh, absolutely. A long run, mm-hmm. too. Um, you know, I had a taste of it because I did Porsche's baby special. Mm-hmm. Uh, Porsche's having a baby, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. good. And so I did that. So I had a taste of it. But it wasn't like this one. Yeah. This one involved all of my family. Um, and I didn't get any advice from, advice from Kim. Um, I would say the biggest thing for me was just to go into it and just be real. Yeah. You know, over the years, I started the show Housewives when I was 30 years old up until now. The cameras don't exist. What right. you see is just me. Yeah. It it is what it is. I believe that. Yeah. And so that's the same thing I went into this family show with. Yeah. I couldn't do it any other way, especially because the show is about the truth. Yeah. The show is about honesty. It's not about perfection. No. Hello, public. The show is not about me being perfect, being seen perfect. It is what it is that's probably what the show should have been called (laughs) it is what it is is. it is what it is I'm just saying you know because I knew I saw some people that were like I don't think the show is showing her in the best light well who is if you right. really put a camera and a magnifying glass on them? Yeah, but this is my true journey, and there is a lot of beautiful moments within some of the craziness.
0: No, it's really good. I love it. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, my final question for you is: Last night was a really big night on Bravo. I know you were on Watch What mm-hmm. Happens Live. I did watch, but also Nicki Minaj was on The Real Housewives yes. of Potomac. Oh my god! And I want to know what your thoughts on that were. Ugh. And then I also want to know you were on. You did many a reunion. Mm-hmm. If you could have had any celebrity who like loved the show come on and do a reunion.
1: Who would you have wanted? Oh my gosh. First of all, I didn't even know that Nikki was as big of a super fan as she is. Mm-hmm. But I think after all of us seeing her host, you know for a fact she's the president. Of, oh, of the, the fan club. club. Oh totally. my God, she knew so many details that it was like, oh my God, my people. <laughs> no, I know we are the Real Housewives tribe. Yeah, I'm a part of the fan club as much as I'm on the show, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was asking questions that I knew that had been burning. Yeah, I could see her at home yelling at the camp, at the TV, just the Michael like Darby us. stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, she got very detailed. She did. I was really surprised. And she wasn't letting up on anything. on anyone. And I like how if she was grilling one person, she was telling the next one. Can you hush and let me finish? Yeah, I <laughs> thought it was fair. I thought she was, thought like, she was fair. I'm going to get there, girl. Like, don't <laughs> walk me too fast in my questioning. So I thought she absolutely killed it. Okay, so for a celebrity host to host the Reunion. I mean Lord, it has been said mercy. that Beyonce oh, I was just about to, girl, you just read my mind. I was about to say, Beyonce and Solange do watch The Housewives. And I want to feel like Michelle Obama be watching for this sure. Too. She would be very good at reunion. Like she's very diplomatic. Can you imagine her asking you something. How dare you sideswipe her lie Wait, to Michelle Obama? You know what's so crazy? Your show is so big. I actually could see it. I know that sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but
0: like especially now with Nikki, like yeah, I actually really could see a world in with which there's like a panel,
1: Beyonce, Salah, and Michelle. Michelle. I could, and let me tell you why. Because who doesn't want to see the former first lady just dive into her guilty pleasure? No, totally. Like, we want to know that you love all of this drama. No, and it's not even guilty. You know, I hate when people say that. I'm what? proud like that I watch Housewives. I don't like the word <laughs> guilty pleasure because it adds a negative stigma, and I think the no, show is great. let me take that from you. It doesn't have to be a negative. Um, it doesn't have to be a negative. Guilty pleasure is... You could be going through your own shit. You That's curse true. For your show? Yeah, please you go. could be going through your own shit alone. And then, of course, you can see other people go through theirs. That's true. I mean, what's wrong with that? It's nothing wrong with that.
0: You know, I did have another question for you. Because on last night's episode, you were going through, like, a house search. Mm-hmm. And I feel, as a fan, very attached to your house, um, the one with the big columns. Mm-hmm. Because it's obviously, like, this was this wonderful place for you. Like, a, yep. a paradise, almost. That's where you brought PJ home. Mm-hmm. And it's just where you were able to start over. And you, like, did it on your own. And I yeah. think all, like, the
1: women watching were, like, yes, get that house. Yeah. Where do you, what is your current living situation? Do you still have that house? I'm glad you feel that way because so did I. I could not give it up. I am keeping it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually going to give it to my mom. So, oh, yeah, we're yes. going to be a family home. I, I, same reason you said, you know, when I bought that home, remember I was picking the rooms for the baby. Yep. And Pilar ended up in the little girl's room. That's crazy. I just simply took the name off the wall. So, Um, you know, I I definitely am creating new memories with my, my family, but I definitely want, I had to hold on to it.
2: No, I'm so sad.
0: I I didn't expect to watch and feel so sad. Like I just thought that house was like a beacon of hope for all of us. You'll still
1: see it. You'll still see it. If I'm on TV, we'll be filming there. Um, including in my new home. We just, that's very exciting. Yeah. We just closed.
0: Oh, so you you found a house. Yes.
1: For the blended fam. Mm -hmm.
0: Have you guys ever watched the movie blended? No. Okay, so my sister Jackie, she's pregnant right now, it Mm -hmm. is her favorite movie and it's about a family that blends, obviously. Uh And she says that Every single family who's about to become a blended family you should, should watch, watch a movie. That? Okay, I'm going to watch it's it. It's kid-friendly. It's really okay. good. You okay, should okay, watch I'm it. I'm going to watch it. I'll watch it. <laughs> Congratulations on the book. Congratulations you. on your engagement, the show. It's the season of Portia, and we're just so excited that you are here. Thank you for stopping by. And you guys, make sure to get the book available everywhere, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And if you're in the city tonight, she's going to be at Barnes & Noble Tuesday. Calm out. I want to see Avenue. you
1: guys. I want to talk to you guys and sign some books. So, yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Portia. Thank, Thank you, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye